0: Yo, I'm Will Blackman. This is Obsessed and Underdogs presented by Winbet. On today's Underdog episode, we're break down the teams we think are being overlooked as we head into week 15. The Pats take on the Colts in a potential playoff preview. The Saints battle against the Bucs and try to sweep that series in the Vikings. They visit the Chicago Bears, which would be a cold, interesting NFC North matchup. Plus, we have a fantastic guest. We have former boxer, former world champion and Jake Paul's trainer, BJ Flores here. He's a actually he's a sports better himself and a former D1 football player. So stick around. This show is brought to you by WinBet. Week 15 is coming in hot, so there is no better time to get in on the action. Download the WinBet app right now and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's Bet $1 Win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport: NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. For all the details on these offers, download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offers so that you change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And like we start off every show, bringing my guy, Nick Diaz, AKA Lamb. Tremendous Lamb. What is the deal? What's good? How are you doing? I'm good, man. Did you happen to catch any of that Steph Curry loving yesterday at the Garden? The only thing I caught was the actual shot. So I heard I got a, a memo saying like, hey, he's he's one three pointer away. So I turned on the TV. I put on my Instagram story and filmed it when they got the possession. I was like, he's, this is probably it. So, yeah, I got to watch that.
1: Yeah, I was watching that game live because they were playing my Knicks, which I mentioned oh, on the course, last show. Yeah. He's going to break it at MSG. It was so poetic, but it was funny. Well, if you were just following the crowd, I was like, hey, is this game in uh, in Golden State? Because everyone was so happy for Curry, even prior to him hitting that shot.
0: I know. And I just feel like everyone, even Knicks fans, like wanted him to do that. And I just, you know, I think Stephen A and um, Jason Williams had a debate about Stephen A's old school. And he was like, look, if this is the old school Knicks, like there's no way we let him come in our building and do that. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. Cool to watch that. It was I think it was the most impressive thing is not the fact that he broke the record is how quickly um, and, and 789 games versus Ray Allen's 1300 games. Like That's just absolutely bonkers and mind boggling.
1: Yeah. And let's not forget, dude broke his hand a couple of seasons ago and he missed about 50 games. I remember, well because I did the worst thing you could do in fantasy sports. Uh, I quit my league early, Will. It was the first year (laughs) I played. I played NBA fantasy for the first time in my life. I take Steph Curry number two overall. My first eight eight picks, Will, no exaggeration, dude. All got hurt within two weeks. And I had Zion. He wasn't coming back as a rookie. This is Zion's rookie season. So I told my friends, I was like, fellas, I'm going to be honest with you. Probably not going to pay attention to this. Here's the $100 for the league. Let someone else run my team. They're like, yo, your character you know, they said a couple things I can't say on here, but they were just ripping me apart. And uh, of course, Steph Curry, the year after goes crazy and now he's been going crazy. So long winded answer of saying he probably breaks this record a lot earlier.
0: Uh, Yeah, there's no question about that. Um, other than that, man, just interesting week of football. Um, We got a really rad game coming up Thursday, which I'm excited to see. Mm -hmm. So yeah, other than that, man, I think this is it's it's been pretty chill. That was the only thing that really happened. I don't have any stories. I didn't do anything. Um, we're good. So yeah, let's um, let's get into it. All right, I'm excited to welcome this guest to the show. He is a former world champion boxer. He's also a boxing commentator, and he happens to be Jake Paul's trainer. My man was 34-4. That's what I to let people know. Like. My man BJ, it was legit, okay? And also, I I learned something maybe last year about him, and I'll tell you in a minute. BJ, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on, and thank you for taking what's time out. I, I know you guys have like a really important uh, busy week for what's going on, man. How are you doing?
2: I'm great, bro. Thank you so much. We're in Tampa right now, just lock, locked in and, and ready to go. And, uh, Will, I'm, I've been a big fan of yours for a lot of years, so I had to accept the invitation when I got the offer.
0: No, I appreciate it. And something people don't know is – my dog had a full ride to BYU in football. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that is, that is wild. Um, yeah, t- I know that. So that's like pretty much it was funny because you were already boxing, right, at the time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think you end up winning Golden Gloves. But instead of going pro, you took the full ride.
2: Yeah. So what I did was I always like my entire life, I never did boxing full time. I did boxing half the year and football the other half the year. And after high school, I got a lot of good offers to go, you know, play college football. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted to
3: do. Right.
2: So um, I played that first semester. I redshirted at BYU that first semester. And then after that, um, I actually went on a two-year mission for my church. Uh, I was in Culiacan, Mexico for two years, That's doing amazing. service, building roofs, um, you know, doing service in the community, um, helping families and helping people for two years. Then when I got back, I went to the Olympic trials, um, won the bronze medal at the Olympic trials, but I'd literally been off for two years and, uh, you know, didn't. Didn't really give myself a fair chance because so I was I was serving I was working, and uh, but I knew there would be time in the future. So after that, after I didn't make the 2000 Olympic team, um, I, I I got another. I went back to the drawing board and I told my uh, my recruiting coach uh, back in the day that hey, I'm going to play football this fall. And I got offers from quite a few junior colleges, and I ended up playing at Snow for two years after that. Okay. Um, obviously I couldn't play full year because spring training for Division Division One football is a full time job. And I I was very focused on boxing at the time. So I was like, let me just let me let me take a little more time play at Juco, see how I like it and see how things work out. And I won the U.S. championships the next two years in a row. I was the number one heavyweight in the country for two years and just kind of it just led me to boxing. And I was good at football, but I was always a lot better at boxing. So it it
0: just worked out. Yeah. So before before Tom Zbikowski, it was BJ Flores (laughs) who was doing both. Now, I remember I played against Tommy. So, uh, BJ, this show is called upsets and underdogs so for yes. every guest I asked them what is the one point in your career where you felt most like the underdog and you ended up overcoming it
2: oh man um so after I lost at 178 in the semifinals of the Olympic trials now I won the western Trials to qualify I beat four guys went to the Olympic trials and there's only eight of us I won my first night I was in the semifinals I lost to a kid named Felix Cora um, in the semifinals and I, I injured my thumb really badly and I was really I was really upset man I was really, I just had to pull out of the tournament I didn't get a chance to fight again the next day and just pretty pretty mentally crushed. Um, I went to I went to school that next fall I played for snow that next year I came back to the US championships instead of turning pro I said I got, I, got, I got some unfinished business here. I went back and I trained so hard and I moved up from 178 to 201. And a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys on that uh, from that Olympic trial team didn't turn pro. They were all at this US championship tournament, a lot of the heavyweights. So I was moving up from 178 to 201. And when we did the draw for the bracket, I had to fight the number one guy, the number one heavyweight in the country on the quarterfinal night, the no number way. two guy in the semifinal night, and the number three guy in the final night, if it all played out. <laughs> so I fought Anthony Stewart first. He was uh, you know, a U.S. champion three different times. He was a runner, he was a, a uh, Olympic alternate on uh, one dif- the the 2000 Olympic team. Very, very good. I had to fight him and draw him in the quarterfinals, and I was moving up. So I won the first two nights. I fought him in the quarterfinals, and I was sick this entire tournament. I was very wow. sick with the hedgehog. Everybody wanted me to pull out, but I just refused to pull out. I was like, I'm going through with this. I don't care what happens. I'm going to play this out to the end. Well, by the quarterfinals, I started feeling a little better, but I had to fight the number one guy in the country. I beat him 18 to 14 in the quarterfinals in one of the fights of my life. I beat... Um, Rydell Booker the very next night, and then I beat Devin Vargas in the finals, who ended up being the 2004 Olympian, and I beat him in the finals that was in 2001, and those were the three greatest nights of my life that really set me up to really believe in myself and know that even as an underdog, that I could come in there and ball out with anybody, and I was as good as anybody out there, and uh, it just so happened that I was I was the best in the country for the next three years, and uh, um, that, that fight, that tournament gave me all the confidence I needed to mm-hmm. know that I belonged, and that was huge for me.
0: Well, that that's probably what makes you a really good coach because you you've been through the war you've been through the trenches. Now what what years were you at Snow? I was at Snow in 2000, 2001. Were you there with Paul Peterson?
2: Um yeah I was I sure was
0: yeah <laughs> yeah he yeah. ended up he ended up transferring to Boston College and he ended up yeah, being Boston our College. quarterback he was my
2: quarterback my sophomore year he was a freshman little short kid but he had a great arm man, man great arm nice and dude. he had heart. He did have a lot of heart in my freshman year was a kid named Casey Rear. He ended up playing at Utah State, but another really good kid, really good arm, smaller quarterbacks. But man, they could just throw the throw the throw the, not the lights out of the ball. They were very, very talented. I know Paul very well. Yes.
0: Very good. Yeah. So, uh, BJ. So my co-host, Nick Diaz, he's here. Uh, huge fight fan, all nice. the above. So like I said, this makes you the perfect coach right now. How is preparing uh, for Willie the second time around with Jake? How's that going?
2: Uh, we're locked in and loaded, man. Jake's, uh, Jake's. It's business as usual. Um, the, the the promotion, the theme of the promotion is leave no doubt. We want to make sure and finish what we started the first time, and make sure that we, uh, you know, we we do the job properly this time, so there's no dispute and, and no, uh, you know, debating on the outcome. And uh, just so it worked out that you know Tyron was training, he was ready, he was in, in shape for the oh, fight. What's up? And after- and after Tommy Fury decided that he didn't want to do the fight or sick or whatever it was, Tyron jumped right in. So whatever gotta, it was, we got <laughs> to give respect. I mean, I don't know what it was. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to speculate, but for sure, um, a lot of times in these moments, these big moments, it sounds good when you start. But then once you get in there and you get down to crunch time, you realize there is a lot on the line and you've got to give Tyron credit for jumping back in. you got to give Jake. Tons of credit for accepting any challenge. I mean, he doesn't care who it is. He's just ready to line up and destroy anybody who's on the other side of him. So uh, you know, you see I got my Jake Paul gear on right now. We've got the open media workout today, but I'm there just a go. big fan of this kid. He works his ass off and he's a he's legit and he is what he says he is. And he he man, I bring good professional boxers in the gym all the time to spar with them, and everybody leaves saying the same thing. That boy good. Like they said, I'm coming to America. So it's, uh, so silly. you know, everybody, he just, uh, he, he gets, he gets respect and he earns it in the ring, which is the right place to earn it. And uh, we're locked in and loaded, man. We don't care who's on, who's on the other side.
0: Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. BJ,
1: I like what you said there, man, about bringing in guys and how, you know, there's a, there's a huge misconception on, on Jake that he's like a YouTuber, right? Cause that, that was his origins, but yeah. dude really puts in the time and he's really dedicated himself the last couple of years. These like celebrity fights and these like uh, showcases like that. I don't think it's for everybody, man. And I think Jake, since he does dedicate himself, I like that he's taken boxing so serious. And my my favorite thing about it, and I want to get your thoughts on this one. What is it about boxing? I I feel like Jake, Jake Paul is at the forefront of like fighter pay in some other sports, too. And he's been very outspoken. Is, is there something in Jake's persona that maybe he's the one that's rolling up these conversations about fighter pay?
2: Hundred percent. And that's that's a great question. I feel like Jake's just got the mentality where he likes seeing people get treated equally. He's a businessman mind. He's got the CEO type of mentality, and he likes people around him coming up at the same time. And I mean, you gotta. There's 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 enough room for everybody to eat. Look, just because I build my my building up super high. That doesn't mean you can't take your building up super high as well. I mean, we could we could all go up at the same right. time. That's kind of our saying. That doesn't block. I, I, my building's not going to block yours. My growth is not going to block yours, and your growth won't block mine. And uh, Jake's one of those uh, energy type of people where he likes building, he likes creating, he likes making people around him better, and everybody benefits. I mean, he's this kid is has done what nobody else has been able to do in the sport of boxing: is his second, third, fourth, and fifth fight of his professional career all on pay per view, which in a twelve within a twelve month period. He's fighting eight round fights in his third professional fight. I mean, this kid's working his ass off. And uh, it's just I mean, he I mean, it's not him who he's the one to stand up there and say, look, fighters should get paid better. Um, fighters should make more money. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to go out. I'm going to put parts of my money. I'm going to put parts of my promotion to fighters so they see firsthand that, uh, you know, I'm, this isn't just something I'm saying. I'm about it. And that's that's how Jake is, man. He's really like that. He, he's a giver. He likes to build people up around him, and you just, it's great to be surrounded by
0: people like that. I was gonna say, I can see it in the future. You know, you got yeah, top, man. you got top rank, you got match room, and I yep. can see Jake Paul trying to take Most that over. Valuable say what valuable. Most valuable promotion. There you go. Most valuable promotions. All right. Yes, sir. So, my man BJ, we had a conversation before this, yep. and he is big into sports betting so we're gonna keep him here for majority of the show so our first segment is called top dogs this is where we're gonna highlight the week 15 underdogs that we feel are most undervalued and have the best chance to win us and everyone else some cash so let's talk about it let me see him yes so before we dive into these games lamb you got something you want to say here
1: yeah we're coming off a week fellas where all the favorites just absolutely crushed 12 and 3 against the spread. So Will, we've talked about it in the past, man. Anytime it's a good day for the favorites, that next week, just pursue with caution. Just Always be careful. Pursue with
0: caution. All right. So this first game, uh Pats, game. Pat's at the Colts. Colts are favorite minus two. Uh 59% of the tickets are on the Pats, but 72% of the money is coming in on the Colts. So this is a potential playoff preview. Uh the Colts need to keep this in line. And yeah, it's I think this is a really really outstanding matchup. Obviously, the Pats are hot right now and then Jonathan Taylor is is hot and Carson Wentz is playing okay despite having some crazy interceptions and the Colts defense is playing well. So, um yeah, how do you feel about this game, BJ? I just
2: feel like the Pats are the hottest team in football right now.
0: I mean, they're running attack, their defense, I mean, maybe they don't,
2: you know, make give up the least amount of yards, but they make stops when they got to make stops. The Pats are just a very very Good situational football team. I feel like they got an excellent running game. And look, they don't care what the stats say. They're gonna they're gonna get the win. They do, they do not care at all what the clearly <laughs> what the stats right say. as long as the scoreboard <laughs> says the Patriots are up. That's all they care about. And you got the Colts. I mean, I feel like Carson Wentz is very undervalued. You know, as long as he doesn't give you know give away and he have had the interceptions in this game, I think the Colts are a very very you know of an excellent pick. Jonathan Taylor, that offense. I mean, they got he's really cranking behind that offensive line. And look, it's not just jonathan taylor who's who's winning these games but the threat of jonathan taylor really opens things up for the passing game and i just love the fact that you know the colts are so balanced they're such a great running team but you know they can move the sticks on third down if they got to throw the ball too so i i I think it's a great matchup
0: so this 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 is actually great because you and i both are former pro athletes and we both have our own gurus next to us so introduce (laughs) your guru to us
2: my boy zach hirsch uh, is i pick wins on instagram and zach does handicapping um, you know, major handicapping on online. He he sells picks and he works with Bet Online. Uh, he he gives picks. He's sponsored by a couple different uh, betting websites. And uh, Zach's my guy. I go to whenever uh, whenever I'm looking for different picks and see what the advantages are and who's out and who's in and how this can play and what the weather's like. He's always the guy I go to. So oh, Zach, that's that's what's
0: up? What's up. <laughs> what's up, my man? How you doing? Um, so yeah, this this is super interesting. I think especially this time of year is it's Belichick ball. This time Man. of year it's real football starts late November, December. It's Belichick football. And despite looking at whatever it is, who's what, like you mentioned, the the Patriots are gonna figure out. They're gonna they are gonna take away Jonathan Taylor and they're just gonna make them figure it out. Uh what are some insights for this game, Nick?
1: Yeah, so you guys are right about the Patriots being one of the best teams and also the hottest team. Look, they're nine and four straight up, Will, but they're also nine and four against the spread, too. One of the better so teams. Maybe- Against the spread. The Colts, after a one and four start, are now six and two over their last eight games. They put themselves in a position for the playoffs. And yeah, it's I think the biggest handicap in this one is, you know, the the Patriot way. What's the belly check approach? Are they going to take away Jonathan Taylor? Do we see Carson Wentz? He's had a pretty good season this year. Outside of those two, three boneheaded, left-handed fadeaway passes, even though he's a righty. (laughs) For the most part, Carson Wentz has played pretty well this year. I loved what BJ was saying. But for me, in this spot here, Colts are coming off a bye week. They're in a sort of... teams are, right? uh, No, the Patriots played on last Monday.
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Oh no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. They both they both are coming off a bye week. You're right, Will. But I think uh I think with the Colts, the situation here is what are they gonna do with Jonathan Taylor if they can yeah, keep I him mean, in the it's, game and if, going.
0: If they don't if he's not a threat in the pass game, I don't think the Colts have a chance. So let's make these picks. BJ, who you like?
2: Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding with the hot team. I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take the Patriots. Um, you know, this is one of the situations where You know, Belichick handed the ball off. Mac Jones handed the ball off, you know, 45, 40-plus times last game. He might throw 30 times. You you just never know with Belichick. I'm going to take them. They're too hot right now. I like the Colts too, but I like the momentum of the Patriots, and I'm going to take them. Nick?
1: I think I'm gonna disagree on this one. I'm gonna go with the home right. team, the Colts. I think they're being undervalued because of what we've seen with the Pats. And look, going against Belichick, you don't really make that much money historically. He's been so great against <laughs> the spread too, especially this time of year. But I'm gonna go with the home team, Colts.
0: Okay. Okay, you're gonna take the Colts. I'm gonna go Pats. I'm gonna go the same okay. thing Un- until you know. It's almost like, you know, I don't, I don't, never, I don't bet against. Brady. I either cover spread and I don't bet against Bill. So that's yeah. kind of like my whole deal there. All right. Game number two. Speaking Hold on. Let's get Br- Zach's pick. Zach, what you pick? Oh, I thought I thought th- Zach was... I thought y'all, y'all, y'all had the same picks? No, I don't no, know. I mean, oh, you going against your advisor? Okay, Zach, who you got?
3: I got the Patriots. I think the Colts me be a little bit rusty coming off the bye, especially Carson Wentz against probably the league's most opportunistic defense. They got a lot of savages. JC Jackson, Devin McCourty, uh Matthew Judon rushing the passer. It's a tough, tough team to play, especially coming off the of bye week. I see them shutting down Jonathan Taylor a lot better than the other teams have. And I think Pats win a close game. It's kind of like a slow starter.
0: So it's fair because again, it's situational football and Bill has more time to prepare mm-hmm. for Jonathan Taylor. And this, you know, if Jonathan Taylor, I feel like this is a game where if he really wants to put himself ahead for MVP, he gotta go off this game. Um, right this, this would be his last chance all right let's go to game number two speaking of brady we got the saints at the bucks the bucks are favorite minus 11 64 percent of the tickets 55 percent of the money are on the saints and that is because apparently brady struggles against the saints <laughs> i think that's uh what's going on since he's been with the bucks he's one in three versus the saints um yeah i mean i i feel like this game is interesting i i Last time the Bucks played them, right, he had the two interceptions. Len, Lenny uh, Leonard Fournette didn't do anything. They just went off. But it was Trevor Simeon and it was Jameis Winston at quarterback, and they both threw for touchdowns. Um, so I think this is an interesting spot. Uh, how are you feeling about this game?
2: I just think, you know, to me, to be honest with you, I think the, the Bucks have one of the best run defenses. Um, when they want to stop the run, they can stop the run. We've seen that a lot of weeks in the NFL in, in during the regular season. The Saints are coming off a win. They looked pretty good last week. I think you
3: played the Giants? Yes.
2: They played the Jets, yeah. So they, they they're coming off when they got a little momentum, but I think um the Bucs, they get they they get it right. They stop the run. Um, they get that going and they force Jason Hill to pass. And I feel feel like that leads to turnovers. I feel like when Tayson Hill is forced to throw the ball without the running threat, I think it's very difficult for him. And I feel like the, the Bucks will take advantage right there. I'm with the minus eleven, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take the Bucks uh with the minus eleven and uh you know um, that that's my pick.
0: Um, uh, Lamb. Yeah, I, I feel the
1: same way. Usually, Will, I stay away from double digit favorites in division also. But you got this theme now, three straight games in the regular season, at least the Saints have made the Bucks look pretty mediocre. Right. You were talking about the quarterback situation. And let's not forget, fellas, last year, Deja Vu, similar spot, Sunday Night I Football. Remember. The Saints, it was 35 nothing at halftime. Right. And, and then that, that jump started that winning streak for the Bucks yes. go on and win the Super Bowl. Uh six and one are the Saints against the spread in their last seven games going into Tampa Man. Bay. But again, this is Man. Brady. I'm gonna take the points as well here with the Bucks.
0: And Zach
3: I'm gonna roll with the Saints plus eleven. And I think the Saints present an interesting challenge to the Buccaneers. I think Marshawn Lattimore historically really good against Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's still there, no Antonio Brown as well, but they have a healthy Gronk they're rolling. But well, we've seen this Buccaneers team. They lost to the Saints earlier. They lost to the Washington football team. They have games where they come out flat. Right, and I, I think we right. could definitely see a repeat of that, especially against a strong Saints defense. Taysom Hill is dangerous. Alvin Kamara looked real healthy last week. So I think the Saints present a bigger challenge than people are expecting.
0: Yeah, and, and they are going to present a bigger challenge just because I always say like a common opponent, right? Like a team you play against constantly, you know what they're going to do. Um, so I can see that, but I again I'm gonna use the same logic I thought with Taysom Hill before when they played the Cowboys. It's like he's gonna end up you know throwing some turnovers. He I think the the Bucks defense, especially the secondary, is healthy now. Yeah. So that was the issue in the beginning. Um, Sherman's healthy, Sean Bunting's healthy, Carlton Davis is healthy, and they're all gonna be opportunistic. Again, this is a championship time of year. They're ready to go unless Kamara does something outstanding, I don't see it. And I see Leonard Fournette doing what he, when he scores a touchdown, they win. And when they have when he hasn't scored, I would say 95% of the time they have lost. And I think what he's doing uh, is great. Like you said, Grants coming back. So I think yes. they're going to just go in there. And I like the bucks uh, to win this with the 11. Load the box
2: up and make Taysom Hill beat you. That's what I say.
0: Yep. Yeah. Or, or find a way to get Kamara going. You know, that's yeah. all they got. 100%. All right, guys, game three. We got the Vikings minus three and a half at the Bears for a, a cold, cold game. Uh 70% of the tickets are on the Vikings, but 60% of the money are on the Bears. Alright, guys. So <laughs> I play with Kirk. Okay. I love Kirk. So I you always say that before you say something mean. I'm not gonna say anything mean. But <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but with yeah. all due respect. Yeah, and then you can say whatever you want.
0: <laughs> I know with, exactly with all due yeah. respect with me. I'm gonna respect I'm gonna disrespect you. That's the funniest thing that I heard. Um yep. he's playing prime time. And um it has not been pretty for him on prime time, and they are playing the Bears. On Monday night, Kirk is nine and seventeen in primetime, and th- this is when we talk about Kirk. We want, yes, he's gonna he's gonna throw for four thousand yards every year. He's gonna throw for twenty six touchdowns. He's gonna throw nine picks. Like that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna have sixty six percent completion percentage. But it's not at this point. It's kind of like all right, we want to see the big wins. We want to see the primetime wins. We want to yes. see the playoff wins. That's how you measure greatness in a quarterback. And, and this is another situation where he's gonna have to get it done. um by the way, Nick, I want to ask you, why is 60% of the money on the Bears? Because it's primetime?
1: Well, I think, yeah, it's the it's the primetime factor coming in. And also, they looked pretty okay against the Packers, right? They, they scored did. some special teams. Uh, you just, you know, Quinn shouldn't have done that discount double check. That doesn't go well <laughs> oh when you God. piss off Aaron Rodgers. But I think a lot of that has to do with that narrative of uh, Kirk Cousins on primetime, Will.
0: Okay. Um, Dalvin Cook is showing what he's able to do. He's capable of getting you for 200 yards. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. This is interesting. I think if, if the bears can utilize everybody, uh, correctly and you know, if they can score offensively. Cause you like you said, special teams helped them out. Joaquin Grant went off. That's super interesting. How do you feel about this game BJ?
2: Um, you know what? Kirk Cousins on prime time against the Bears. The Bears looked pretty tough last week to me against Green Bay. It's the NFL. It doesn't mean they're going to be tough this week. But right. I just like the matchup. I feel like, you know, you know, we see big, big, big spots of inconsistency with Minnesota. You know, they lost to Detroit a couple of weeks ago. They're kind of up and down. But then they played a team tough the week before. I forget, and they got the win. I forget who was against. but Steelers. The Steelers, yeah. They beat the Steelers. So they're just, you know, they're kind of up and down. I just feel like, you know, Kirk Cousins – uh, right now he he does put up those numbers. He he puts up uh, you know, like like I said, um, the four thousand yards the sixty six percent, or like you said, Will, but he just he just doesn't win games. I like the rookie here. I like fields in this spot. I like him coming off a good performance against uh last week against the Packers, and I feel like the Bears can get it done, especially plus three and a half. I feel like it's gonna be a, a field goal game either way, and I like the extra half point with the Bears.
0: So you like the Bears outright? Yep. Okay, I like the Zach. Bears
2: outright. Well, I like him outright, but I mean if I was gonna bet it I'll take the plus three and a half.
0: Okay. Zach, who you got?
3: Um. Usually, when I go with Vikings games, I you know I try to form formulate it out and I see what makes sense, and then I just do the opposite because nothing <laughs> the Vikings do makes any sense. So in my head, like they should have too much talent for Cousins having an outstanding year, a lot of touchdowns, not many interceptions. Justin Jefferson's been killing people. Dalvin Cook on the ground. I mean, what else can you ask for? And then I'm like, well. They lose every time I think that. So I'll go with the Bears too.
0: <laughs> That's funny. And Nick. Zach's actually
2: got that, that Justin Jefferson gritty dance pretty good. Does he really? <laughs> <on> my- <laughs> Uh-oh.
0: Hey, put it on your IG story. I'll check it out. Later. <laughs>
2: yeah, okay. no problem. Yeah. We'll do it. Let's do
0: it. Nick, who you got? And I think one thing also
1: to know, fellas, anytime you have a quarterback making his debut for the first time against a common opponent, I think that's something interesting, too. And the way touching on what BJ said, he liked how the Bears look. I liked how the offense looked, too. It seems like
2: yeah.
1: he finally showed why he was such a high, high promising prospect coming out. Well, uh, I like the three and a half points here for the Bears. So I'm going to go ahead and take those.
2: I yeah, like and, it. We saw glimpses of Justin Fields, like that Clemson uh, Ohio State game where he torched me. I lost right. a lot of money on that game, guys. And uh, <laughs> I saw glimpses of that against Green Bay last week, so I'm going to take him.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then David Montgomery's been looking good. He's been averaging, you know, a little over four yards a carry, um, you know, this season since he's been healthy for the most part. Um, I'm going to, I like the Bears to cover here. I think this is one of those NFC North battles that can come down to, you know, a field goal. You know, you got. Yes. You know, cold weather, so you don't know how it's going to be in terms of scoring. But I think it's going to be, uh, it could be low scoring. But I like the Bears to cover in this situation.
2: I love it. All right, the get first, that. the first pick, we're all four and oh, We all agree.
0: We all agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this show is brought to you by WinBet. we wrapped up Week 14 of the NFL season. So what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. Plus, new users can take advantage of win bets. Bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And both season is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. And they're also offering a 2% wager matchup up to $1,500. Yo, Nick, Lamb, mm-hmm. what do you see on the win bet app this week that you are just loving? Give me something good too, man. Like, help us win some dope that's what you're here for help us win some money man yeah so i'm gonna give you i'm
1: gonna give you two approaches to how i'm betting this main event in the ufc we got chris Dawkins, a dude who i've seen fight many times on the regional scene well he's going up against the black beast derrick lewis headliner heavyweight fight there's something called correlated parlays will, and what that is is derrick lewis is the underdog and the under one and a half rounds is plus one oh five the only way Derek lewis wins a fight like this is early because he's known as an explosive finisher a lot of highlight reel finishes the under one and a half is plus 105 Derek lewis is plus 115 a parlay of a hundred dollars wins you 340. that's something i'm looking at if i'm gonna bet this fight However, I do like the favorite Chris Dawkins to win via decision, if it gets there. If it gets there, right? So it's sort of a <laughs> okay. hedge. It's a hedge because of the way Derek Lewis finishes fights. He can't go five rounds. That's not I hope in his it does MO. go.
0: I hope it does go five rounds and he wins because I want to hear his post uh, his post fight interview.
1: Yeah, he's the man <laughs> with the post fight stuff. But this is what well, I'm looking I'd- at.
0: Appreciate it, Lamb. Thank you. Uh, and for all details on the, on the offers we mentioned earlier, download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offers so that you change from conditions to winbet.com must be 2100 older and present in the state. But WinBet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1 800 522 4700. All right. So before we finish up, It's time to make our picks for underdog of the week. This is the dog we think has the best shot to win outright against their opponent. So it could be any game. It could be any game in the NFL um, who you think has the best shot to upset their opponent. I'm going to go first. Um, There's a couple that I like. Like I was going to say Washington. I like them upsetting the Eagles, but they have a bunch of guys in protocol. Mm-hmm. Right now, like some some key guys, I think the I think Cincy versus Denver is a, is a good one too. But you know what? I'm gonna based on, based on what's going on right now, I'm gonna go with the Raiders upsetting Cleveland because right now Cleveland has nobody on the sideline <laughs> this week. So I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna take the Raiders go into Cleveland getting it done that is my underdog of the week nick who you got
1: huh this one is a really weird week will um but for me i think the underdog that i think has the best chance to win is pittsburgh they're playing at home they're playing the titans oh boy oh boy and i've been pretty pretty spot on i'm three and zero when i pick pittsburgh in these underdogs so hoping this trend continues
0: all right DJ, what you got? I don't like mine. We're coming
2: up with our picks here. I'm going to take Washington. And I know uh, – uh, is know going to be on? Yeah. So Hickey's here. Okay, so I guess a little, little questionable to call it quarterback. Who's going to be in – Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Allen is actually a good friend of mine from Arizona. I yeah, I love Kyle. And um, I've been watching him through Carolina and now Washington. But no, think he's going to be out if he's banged up or whatever. Kyle, Kyle Allen gets a chance to get in there. i got to go with my boy. Washington was pretty hot before the loss last week. Um, they were, you know, they were playing well. They were doing, they were doing a lot of good things. I feel like Philadelphia is one of those teams. It's a spotty team. They can show up some weeks and and not show up other weeks. And it's a great value. Washington at plus six and a half, but I'm going to take a money line plus two ten. I think it's a great value there. They're playing good, and uh, I, I
3: I like that upset. Zach, that- I'm rolling with the Bengals at Denver in the Alts. I think Joe Burrow has been really really good this year. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I think they're getting the rhythm down. Joe Mixon's running well. And this Denver Broncos team, they're dangerous to the run game. Their defense is pretty good, but their pass game is lethargic. They really can't air it out, and I think it's going to be tough to keep up with Joe Burrow and the Bengals.
0: I like that one, too. I really like the Cincy Denver, but I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to say Raiders at Cleveland. I'm going to go with that one. All right. Um, finally, You got to tell us
2: why. Why are they going to win? Why?
0: Because there's no one on the sideline for Cleveland this week. There's no, yeah. That's why.
3: Yeah, the odds just shifted like four points today.
0: I bet. But but let me just say this, though. Case Keenum is more than capable. And as long as they have Nick Chubb, they can do what they want to do. Let's just hope Nick Chubb is safe. And if Nick Chubb is down, then I'm definitely picking the Raiders. <laughs> All right. So finally, we're going to make our favorite pick of the week. This is the team out of any team playing that we think is the biggest lock to cover so out of any game again biggest lock to cover nick who you like
1: i actually have that bengals game as my favorite cover um that two and a half points i like that one will cincinnati
0: ha that's a good one too um who you guys like BJ? i'm
2: gonna look I, i i i Denver scares me for some reason. They're one of those teams that have been covering a lot lately, and they scare me. I, I like Nick's pick. I like that, but I just, I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys at plus 10 and a half or minus 10 and a half. I'm going to buy that down to 10, minus 125 or minus 130, whatever it is. I'm going to take it down to 10. I think their running game's too good right now. Dak's looking sharp, and I feel like they're going to, uh, you know, with, with the skid the Giants have been on, I feel like it's uh it's going to be a track meet for Dallas. And I I like, you know, Dallas minus 10. I think that's pretty safe money there. Double digit or not, this time
3: of the season, I think the Giants have pretty much packed it in.
0: Very good. Zach?
3: That- I, I, I agree with BJ's pick there. Um, I think Dallas, especially Michael Parsons, Marcus Lawrence, and Randy Gregory all rushing the passer. Daniel Jones out, Mike Lennon subbing in. Kadarius Tony on the COVID list. Sterling Shepard still banged up. It's going to be tough for them to get any offense going at all. And the Cowboys have just been running for people. I think their offense gets back on track this week. Dak's been slow, but I think this is the week the offense is going again.
0: And I'm going to go with – um. Atlanta at San Fran. I think right now the the Falcons are they're yes. they're in the hunt. They're in the they're six and seven. They're in the hunt right now, so they actually have something to play for. Um, they're familiar, you know. Kyle Shanahan used to be in Atlanta. They're familiar with whatever he's doing offensively. So yeah, I I think because because they have something to play for, they're going to play hard with the nine points. Uh, I'd like Atlanta to cover in this one. Love that. All right. So quickly, we're going to recap our picks. Um, I have the Pats, Bucks, Bears, uh, my underdog, the Raiders. My favorite is Atlanta. Lamb, who you got? Colts, Bucks,
1: Bears, Steelers is my dog. And the favorite pick is Cincinnati.
0: And uh, BJ got the Pats, Bucks, Bears. Your, your dog is Washington, your favorite, the Cowboys. Zach has Pats, Saints, Bears, his dog are the Bengals. And who was your favorite, Zach? To cover. Dallas to cover. All right, so that's it for today's show. Yes. Next episode, we're going to recap how 15, how Week 15 went down and see how our picks turned out. Uh, BJ, anything you want to promote, whatever it is, go for it.
2: Fellas, um, this Saturday night on Showtime pay-per-view, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley in the rematch. A lot of people have been asking about this fight. Um, you know, it just so worked out where Tyron's back in. Um... You know, people, a lot of people are more excited about this fight because Tyron's a former UFC champion. They're more excited about this fight than they were the Tommy Fury fight. So, um, like I said, Jake's a, a, a warrior. He's ready to fight whoever's in the other corner. Tune in this Saturday night on Showtime pay per view. Follow me at BJ Flores Pro. Follow Zach and I pick wins. And uh, thanks so much for having us on.
0: Uh, BJ, it's, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. And, and really, I, I appreciate it. It was last minute, man. And I, I know. I know you just based on like how you are, your background. You're 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 a servant leader. You're a giver, man. You you like to help whoever, being super genuine. Um, Thank you. yeah, and, and I appreciate that, man. Uh, you can follow me on all socials at Will Blackman everywhere. I'm cool on Instagram, and I talk trash on Twitter. Um, yes, sir. Nick, where can they find you?
1: <laughs> Nick Day is ten on all social media. All right, I'm gonna appreciate follow it, you guys. right now, Nick. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I got you back too. Let's
0: get it. All right, take care, everyone. Peace out.